that's what I'm going to uh, give tonight. And I just thank you for all the good music, Marcy. And um, the Bible study I have tonight is out of Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, where it's written, Paul wrote that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And the last days, the Greek there is the very last in a series, in a line. So we're at the close of what we call time, the church age. It's <clears throat> a lot of us think that we're going to go into a worldwide revival, and then Jesus will come and take us out of the world in the... Uh, Book of Revelation and um, the Great Tribulation will start. So, but we'll have to see. But these are the last of the last days. The church age has been going on for 2,000 years now. Started with James and John and the apostles. And we're finishing it up. This is, it's written that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. You're going to see more things accomplished in these last days than you did by the apostles that started the church. Because this is going to go worldwide. We're not going to have some little piddly thing in Brownsville or Toronto. It's going to be across this whole world and it's going to burn across the whole world all at the same time. We are going to see the blind, I mean you people, not some Kenneth Copeland or something. You people are going to be the ones raising the dead, healing the sick, uh, giving sight to the blind, the deaf will hear. God's going to anoint and bring the glory of God upon the church so heavy that we're just going to walk in that stuff. We're not going to think, oh, I don't know if I can raise the dead. No, you can't. But the glory of God that resides in you can and will. And he's going to speak to people and say, go pray for that person, speak their leg healed right now. Raise that person from the dead. And you're going to see that all the time. And that's what's coming. So just because we have this stuff going on doesn't mean that we're not going to see that. God is going to come and show up on this earth and show off. He's going to change this whole thing. This is like Egypt. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, God took them, slapped them up against the Red Sea. Behind them, the Egyptians were coming with their chariots, and everybody thought, oh, how horrible it is. And then God told Moses, what do you got in your hand there? My staff. Well, stick it up. The Red Sea parted, and they went across on dry ground. I'd say that was a move of God. 
we're going to see things like that. Well, not the parting of the Red Sea, but we're going to see great moves of God like that. And that's what's coming. So get ready, because you will see it. But meantime, we got 2 Timothy chapter 3. In the last days, perilous times will come. Perilous times, the Greek in that is encompasses fierce times, dangerous times, uh, unpredictable, harsh, and cruel. We see that today. I mean, political system is totally unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen in six months. We don't know what what's going to go on in the 2024 election. What's going to change between now and then? Is there going to be a change and, and we're going to have a real election or are we going to have a plastic election where it's already decided before the first vote? That's what used to be in the Soviet Union. They'd have elections, but they already knew. Well, you know, Brezhnev's going to win the election. We don't care what, how many people vote. That's what's going to happen. So perilous times are coming, and they're here. We can see it because um, you see the DOJ, you see the FBI, who do they pick on? They don't pick on the drug dealers. They don't pick on the, uh, you know, the bank robbers and stuff. They go arrest people that are, are, you know, standing up for their rights, supporting Trump. That's one of the most dangerous things you can do is be a vocal supporter of Trump. It's like putting a sign up. FBI, please come and arrest me. Perilous times. Here's a list that uh, there's 18 things Paul wrote. And we'll, we'll see all of them. First of all, men will be lovers of self. You're going to see that that what that entails, what that leads to. Lovers of money, they're going to be greedy. They're going to be chasing money. Uh, boasters, they boast about what they do and what they have and boast about, I know this person, I know this actor, I got a picture with him. You know, that makes me somebody. They're going to be proud, blasphemers. Not only blaspheming uh, God, but blaspheming people putting people down. They're going to be disobedient to parents. So, and not only disobey their parents, but they disobey what their parents taught them. That, you know, don't lie, cheat, or steal, they disobey that. You know, stand for truth. Truth is whatever it is this week. Next week it'll be something different. See, it's just they don't hold fast 
to what their parents taught them, that their parents learned over a lifetime that this works and that doesn't. They're going to be, they're ungrateful and unthankful. They don't, they're not thankful for what they have. They always, oh, well, I just got a Ferrari. I need a, uh, I need a Cadillac and a Chevy Blazer, just to tool around, you know, the grocery store. No, they're not thankful for what they got. It doesn't really matter if you got anything material or not. You got the cross. That's all that really matters. Because in eternity, you're going to be real glad for that cross. That's what saved you. When all, when all these people that we read about and hear about you know, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, all these things. They got mansions, they got 15 different cars, they got two boats, they got a house in uh, Monte Carlo. Well, when you're in the lake of fire, none of that matters. It's not worth anything. And if you live in a shack on the earth, when you get to heaven, you're going to have a mansion. You're going to walk on the streets of gold. And they're real gold. That's what God thinks of gold. He makes, uses it for pavement. They're going to be unholy. They're, the people are unholy. They're not, not only immoral, they're unholy. They hold to everything that's wrong. If it's wrong, they want it. They like it. You know, oh, I got to be popular, so I got to do this. And it doesn't matter if you like it or not. If you want to be popular, you do that. If you want to be in, you do that. They're going to be unaffectionate. That, of course, is a big area, but it's not only that men like want men and women want women. It's also that parents won't have a natural affection for their children. The children won't like their parents. You know, oh, I'm, I want to be over with my friends. I don't, I don't want to be hanging around you. You won't have that affection you're supposed to have between in relationships, all your different relationships. Unreconcilable. They're not going to try and work things out. They're going to say, oh, no, I got my way. I, I know this, and I'm going to stand for it. There is no other... There is no other view. There is no other point of view. It's what I want, and I'm not changing my mind. They're going to be slanderous. They're going to slander people. You see it. Um, a few years ago, 
Judge Moore in Alabama. He was gonna, they thought he was gonna win the election. Month or so before the election, a couple of women show up and say, oh, he did this 25 years ago. First of all, so what? 20, that was 25, 30 years ago? What about now? What about the last five years? What's he been doing? It, he was the one that put the Ten Commandments in his court courthouse. He had them put out in front of the courthouse, the Ten Commandments. Nobody liked him because he did that. You know, he wouldn't take that down. He said, no, my court, they're going to be there. And without self-control, we see that, that people just don't have self-control anymore. They just get, they have, you know, they get out in these riots and they just tear everything around them. Break windows, steal stuff out of stores, burn cars. They don't have any self-control. Mm. They're untamed, they're brutal and self, self, uh, savage. Brutal and savage. They're just, uh, they're just mean. And not lovers of good, they, are, they, they despise what's good. That's why the conservatives are hated so much. That's why Trump is hated so much. He stands for what's good, what's right, what's upright. That's why Christians will be hated by the world because we stand for what's right. We say wrong is wrong and right is right. See, the world, it's whatever, whatever's in this year, that's, that's what's good. That's what's acceptable, no matter if it's evil. Traitors. That's not only traitors to, like, your government or um, selling secrets, you know, to the Russians or something like that. It's also about um, your cor corporations. You work for a corporation. You're, you have access to trade secrets. Well, you take and you sell them to the competition. And that's, and you're traitors to people. What if somebody told you a secret that they didn't want anybody else to know and you told, told others about it? You know, that's, and they're reckless, no common sense. And they're conceited Lovers of pleasure instead of lovers of God. It all starts with, that's the first thing God listed was lovers of self. Men will be lovers of themselves, self-centered, and all these other things stem out of that. Because if you're self-centered, you, you want money. You want to take care of yourself. You want to stack up stuff. 
you become boastful. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at who I know. Instead of just saying, you know, I'm just ordinary person. You know, they don't, they don't have a humility. And they're lovers of money, they're greedy. So greed will make you, you will get into shady deals. It becomes making money, and it doesn't really matter if you step over the legal line or the moral line. It's about getting that money, getting that wealth, buying that bigger house, having two or three more cars and a boat. And the, the bolsters, they talk about, see how great I am? See what I have. Look at all these cars and fancy clothes I got. I wear $800 shoes. It's all about self. You see, once you get centered on yourself, all these things follow. That's why God loves humility. It keeps you from being proud. It keeps you from being boastful about yourself. Because you, you want to give God the glory because he's the one that enables you. He's the one that anoints you and enables you to accomplish what you accomplish in life. He gives you ability you don't even have. You accomplish things and stand there and look and say, how would I do that? It's because God enables you. But the word says that God is close to the humble, but he stands afar off from the proud. And you need to remember that. How did Lucifer fall? It was pride. He started saying, wow, how great I am. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set my throne above God's. And God just said, one day he said, that's it, boys. You do it again, you're out. And the whole lot fell in one day. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall as lightning. He just, that was it. One day it was over. It wasn't even a fight. I just did it in ten, like 10 minutes it was over. They're proud. They're arrogant and high and mighty. They're arrogant. They're high and mighty. They're, oh, how, how great I am. And look at what I can do and what I can accomplish. I can pick up the phone and close a $5 million deal in, in one phone call. You know, I can call, pick up the phone and call a senator in Washington and get directly through, you know. So it's all about self. Blasphemers, they talk down to people. It's 
that's part of being uh, blaspheming is not just, um, you know, putting God down and stuff. Um, people were made in the image of God. So they like to talk down to people. Oh, look, your, your car is five years old. It's an old car. You know, oh, your clothes, they're not very good. It's always talking down. You're never good enough. They slander people. They rail against those that do not agree with them. We see that all the time in politics. In uh, these black groups, oh, you, you white people put us all down. You keep us down. The blacks have just as, just as many opportunities now if they want to take it. So we see it in, in politics. If you have a different point of view than the Democrats, it's, oh, no, you're wrong. Just because you don't agree with the Democrats, that means you're wrong. It doesn't matter if you got facts to back it all up. It's, no, you're wrong because you disagree with us. And you see it in Hollywood, you know? If, you know, like, who, oh, Dean Cain played Superman. He, he just, um, you know, I stand for what's right and upright, and the elitist say, well, you're out. You're not, you're not part of our group because you don't agree with us. Well, if I have to choose, I'm going to stand with God. I may not get very far in this life, but I sure will in eternity. When I can stand in front of God and I stood for what was right. Now, where are all those uh, rich movie stars that were so popular? Oh, they're down there. See, it's not going to matter. It's you stand for God, you stand for what's right. Because you just just think. This lifetime, 70, 80, 90 years, and then we're all gonna go. But when you get to heaven, you're gonna be there for all eternity. So you're better off standing for what's right because you're gonna give an account to God one day about what you stood for and what you did. So you better, you're far better off to be popular with God some one day than to stand with the popularity of the earth now. They're, they're unthankful for what they have. You see that, in especially, I suppose, children and teenagers a lot today. They, you know, oh, I, I don't have Nike tennis shoes. 
I don't have the popular T-shirt. The one I got it was popular last year. But they're not thankful for what they have. You should be thankful you got food to eat. Because a lot of people, you know, 100, 200 million people go to bed hungry every night in the world. One, we live in such a sheltered place called the United States. Even as bad as it is today, you go to Mexico, you go to Guatemala, you go to two or three countries in Africa, and you'll find out what lack is. You'll find out what hunger is. Because those people, we don't have food to eat. You know, the groceries aren't coming in for a couple more weeks. We just got to get by till then. If you really go over there, some of those countries are just pathetic. They, they don't have clean bandages in hospitals. They have to tear up sheets to make bandages. They have to reuse bandages because that's all we got. A lot of places don't have aspirin. I mean, things we just go to the grocery or to the drugstore and buy some aspirin. They don't have it, and we're complaining about our country that we can't go to the grocery store and get this one thing when we have all these other things. You go to another foreign country that's really poor. And you'll see what lack is. It'll change your perspective. You'll be thankful for what you got. And they're unholy. They're impure, coarse, and vulgar. And you see that in movies and TV. What used to be really risque and off the wall 20 years ago is just common now. And you see um, the popular movie stars. In movies, they just use cuss words all the time. They can't hardly say a sentence or two sentences without saying a cuss word. And there, you hear the humor. I don't listen to it, but the humor that you see in like TV programs and nightclubs and stuff like that, it's just pathetic. It's just it almost want you almost want to throw up. It's so crude nowadays. And people think, oh that's that's funny, that's okay. That's popular. No, it isn't popular. That's why you need to shut that off. You don't listen to dirty jokes. You don't listen to vulgar comedy. Best thing you can do is just sell your TV. Don't even listen to it. So you can listen, you can get Christian TV on your. Uh, 
internet anyway, so. And they're despisers of those that are good. They hate people that stand for good. They just, uh, you see it all the time. I mean, these people in Congress, some of those real radicals, they get so angry because somebody does something good. Trump says something upright. They get all bent out of shape because of that. That businesses or meetings you go to around here, you have a good, good point, upright point, a just point, and other people just tear into you because, oh, well, that's not right. Why? Who says? Oh, and part of that is that they pass laws to protect the crooks and to not protect the... Um, the law-abiding people. We see that so much nowadays with the FBI, well, especially DOJ is attacking Trump again. They hate good. They hate Trump because he stands for what's good. He believes in America. He believes America's great. And he wants to get rid of all the corruption, you know, the clean the swamp out. Well, there's going to be a lot of people unemployed and a lot of people in jail if he accomplishes that. So they just, they hate what is good. It just boggles your mind. People like us cannot grasp that. How they can hate good. How they can hate the America that gives them the right and the ability to stand and spew out all that junk. And we call it freedom of speech. The conservatives do. That they have the right to say that, have that viewpoint. Doesn't mean the rest of us got to take it, but but they hate America. I don't know why, but they do. They hate the country. They give them the platform to hate the country. We should get a 747 and take it and load it up, take them, drop them off in Russia, one-way ticket, Tell Russia we don't, we're not going to take them back. You keep them and see how long they like Russia. The unaffectionate, not having natural affections, not caring about friends and family. They don't have compassion for fellow people. They have a front, you know. If it's some catastrophe that's popular with the in-group, then they want, oh, let's give money to it, you know. 
we're going to help these people. But, you know, if you said, let's uh, take up, you know, let's raise $25 million to buy shoes for people in Africa so that when they walk on the ground, they don't get parasites in their feet. They're not going to do that. It's not popular. It's not in enough. It's not big enough for them, you know. So what do we do about this? How should we live? Galatians 6, 2 says, talks about that you should have compassion on people. You should bear one another's burdens. You should help each other. You should help Christians first and be concerned about the uh, unsaved. If you go to Proverbs, God talks a lot about um, the poor. We're, there's People were supposed to take care of the poor. So you should help out Christians and bear their burdens in prayer, financially, give them rides to the store, help them get tires on their car, all that stuff. Because it says you fulfill the love of Christ when you do that. So we should be compassionate when the world is being the lovers of self. So we need to be focused on others and focused on God and doing what God, prayer. If you can't fix the world, you can always pray. And God, when we pray, God starts moving and he starts intervening in these situations. The situation with the world and especially with this country, the United States, we're not gonna fix it. Trump ain't gonna fix it. We need to pray that God will deal with those crooks, the elitist, the globalist, who have power and they have money. And it doesn't, we've seen it. All these things come up and nothing changes. And you wonder, why don't things change? Because these rich people and globalists and power people just don't. They don't allow it to be changed. They don't allow their people to be prosecuted, no matter what they do. But we need to keep praying, and God can change that. It's Nebuchadnezzar thought he was a hot shot, too. And God just nailed him to the wall one day. He was up there, oh, look at how great my, look at what I built. Wham! He was eating grass for seven years. These guys... This army came against Israel, 
and they were telling them, oh, we're going we're gonna to capture Jerusalem, and we're going to do this and do that. They went to bed the next morning. They woke up, 185,000 of them were dead. God said, no, I am going to have the final say here, and he fixed it. The Red Sea, he parted it. Israel went across. The uh, Egyptians were drowned. It says that God raises up one and sets down another, and he'll do it in this country. We just have to stand and believe God that you can do it and you will do it. So we do not want to be like any of those points in Second Timothy chapter 3. That's a blueprint of what not to be. And it all starts with lovers of yourself. So you want to be more lovers of others and lovers of God. And that'll keep you from being proud and exalting yourself.